This is the King and Badger Show as part of the Monmouth Digital Network. And now, here are your hosts, Coach King Rice and Gary the Badger Kowal. Yeah, the ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down. We can reenact things. Extreme like BMXing. These boys. We are back. Episode three of the King and the Badger podcast. Excited to be back here with Coach Rice. We had a little holiday layoff. We had a COVID pause inside the program, but we are back. We are excited about it. Coach Rice, how you doing today? We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Go badge. We're back. And everybody, yes, I'm dancing. I'm dancing because we're back. I'm dancing because we're back. Greg's got us covered. We're going to put that up later. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We missed everybody, just so you know. But now we're back. Almost. Almost. But we're coming back. We're we're close. Extra hard. We're close to back. back. Uh, Excited to be back here. Uh, It's been a little bit. We obviously had the holidays. Coach, I hope your holidays were good. I know spent some time with the family. Xander was home. Um, So hopefully you had a good good couple days there to spend. Well, it was great starting on the 23rd. All right, because if you remember, the 22nd wasn't a very good day for us. Nope. Um, had a tough one against a very, very good Hofstra team, um, and they played extremely well for about 25 minutes. Um, that first half really killed us, I thought. Um, and and talk to the kids about that, because now we're, we're starting to get our kids all back in practice, and we haven't had them all together since that game. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit today, just that I think – some human nature slipped in. Um, we were we were really playing well, and everybody starts talking about you, and everybody's patting you on the back. And then there's some people that are like, hey, you don't score enough. You need to get more shots. And so some of those things crept into us right before the holidays. And, and then it was probably bad on my part to schedule such a hard team on that last day. Um, but, you know, we like to challenge it ourselves, and we got beat by a good Hofstra team, and now we're we're putting the things in to do what we have to do to get our mojo back. Obviously, we, we come out of Christmas, and everybody knows what's going on across the country with COVID and the new variant, and we don't need to bore anybody with that. Unfortunately, we get shut down for a period of time. Uh, we're starting to get guys back. We're close to being back now. Um I think the one thing I would like to touch on with that, and we, you know, we talk about behind the scenes and and all that. And we don't need to get in specifics and numbers and all that, but I think the important thing is we came out in August or like maybe July even, and said we are 100% vaccinated as a team. Our coaching staff, our student athletes, our administrators, everybody around the program is vaccinated. We get to this point now, and I think without making this political or getting into vaccine argument or anything, our guys are all 100% vaccinated. The players who unfortunately did test positive. Minimal, if any, symptoms, and I think that's the most important thing is guys were pretty much okay, and they had to isolate and they had to stay away for 10 days but didn't have any real sickness and weren't really dealing with heavy COVID as far as those guys, I think, partially due to the vaccine. I I definitely think that's what it was, uh, Badge. And, you know, our kids did exactly what they were supposed to do. And to and and everybody didn't want to get vaccinated when, when we first started talking about it. Me included. Um, I, I was scared of the vaccination. Uh, you know, just I don't take a lot of medicine. Uh, I've been fairly healthy, and I just didn't want to put that in my body. But when you you do a little research and 
you talk to people. And, and for me, I had two college coaches die last year, you know, two of my close friends and maybe they had some underlying things going on, but I, I truly believe if COVID didn't hit, those two brothers would be here right now and with their families. And, um, you know, when things like that and it hits close to home, then I was like, I'm getting vaccinated and my family got vaccinated. And, you know, I was happy that our team was willing to do it. And so our guys did everything they could. And now we're, we're still dealing with this, this terrible variant. What is what is your approach? I'm curious as to what your approach is when you, you get the, you know, and we've all had the, the name come across your phone when you say, oh, there's Siobhan, this, you know, this can't be good or, or we know what's coming here. What's your what's your response, not to that, but to the to the guys when when they unfortunately do test positive and now they know they have to spend 10 days away from everybody else. What's your message to those guys for that period of time and, and how do they kind of take that news from you? Well, first batch. Scombs, this is what he does to me all the time, and you got to protect me, okay? When I see Siobhan's phone number come up on my phone badge, I'm super excited because she really takes care of our team. Um, she's the best trainer in the MAC. Um, she works closely with, with me. So I feel great. As soon as I see her, I say, oh, Siobhan's calling. Let's have a, a round of applause for Siobhan. I'm in on that. Okay, and then when I hear... Her gas, when I pick up the phone, then I know it's bad news because <laughs> she doesn't want to call me. No. Okay, no. so she calls me, and then I hear that that little pause when I answer. What's up, Siobhan? Then you know. And then she goes, well, coach. <laughs> and then I just, my shoulders drop. And But, guys, I'm, since this has been going on, what I've tried to do, and I, I said it all last year, we have great leadership here. Okay, I felt like our president led our university as well as anybody in the country. Okay, and we handed it to our trainers. And I, I think he had good people telling him what would be best. And then he looked at it and made tough decisions. And we followed because I, I felt like he was he was keeping us informed and, and he was just trying to keep this campus open and as safe as possible. Okay, I think this one... I think all of us are surprised that this came back this strong like this, okay? So I don't think everybody was prepared, but I think everybody's tired of it. So now, you know, I think we, you know, I have my opinion like, oh, man, you don't have to anything. And I know coaches are like, man, nobody's sick. We should just play. And, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow Siobhan, okay, and Simon, our trainers at Monmouth, because they've studied it more than I have. They have more information than I have. I get mine off the news and whatever news that I watch. Okay, so I'm going to follow them. And when she calls and it's bad news, then we get to the kids and ask them, or I do, and just make sure, are you really sick? And they say, nah, coach, I'm fine. I could probably practice. This is terrible. Well, guys, we're, we're going to follow what Siobhan tells us is best for us. And we're very fortunate with the guys we have on this team they trust Siobhan too, and they trust me, and they trust our president, and they trust the leadership at our school. So when you when you have that type of leadership, you feel good about following the, everything that our president puts in front of us, um, even though it's not that much fun sometimes. You know, this this was was a hard one. We're rolling along, we lost the game, and then you get shut down. And for a coach. When you lose, the best thing to do is get back out there and get back on it and, and get that taste out your mouth. And we had Christmas break and then 
Corona gets us. And now it's been since the 22nd since we played. Now we're starting to move again a little bit. But the guys who get out after 10 days, it's going to take another four or five days for them to even to be in condition for like a preseason game. So I'm excited because we're going to get to play. The kids are excited because we're going to get to play. But it's going to take us some time to get back in a groove the way we were. We move forward now. We have some reschedulings. Obviously, the uh, couple of teams in our league have been affected by it like we were, and the league's forced to reschedule games. We look at our schedule, we were just talking about before we came on the air, and you look at it and you see... I'm dancing again. Game, off, game, off, game, off, game. That's four games in seven days. Woo-woo! We talked to everybody about that. We wanted to get a little behind the scenes, so I'd like to do that with you here. What do you do between... Those three days where you have four games surrounding them, what what what, what do you do? What is going on in the gym? What is going on in Monmouth basketball? See, it's, it's really funny because right now I have to get them back to game shape. <laughs> okay, guys that are coming off corona. So I'm pushing hard. I'm like, we got to do it harder and we got to be better. Okay, but you have to be careful that we don't push too much because we got that many games in that short period of time. So – after probably tomorrow, I'll start slowing it down a little bit and we'll start doing more dummy offense. We'll start going over and trying to fine tune the things that we were doing before. And then we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to use some different defenses. We're going to have, we'll come after you, but we're going to have to change a few things just because of the guys and, and how much they can play and how good they're feeling and stuff like that. So we're still a few days out from from getting it to where I'm going to feel comfortable. But we're going to have to slow it down in practice once these games start on Friday because a day in between isn't a lot. It's usually recovery. And then you're going to have another game and then to, day to recover and then another one. So the kids are going to like it because they love playing the games. Um, the coaches that understand what this really is, I wish we could spread them out some more, but I want to get the games in, okay? So I, I think they'll all be cool with us being able to play. We come back, obviously, off this COVID pause at St. Peter's this Friday. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that game briefly. Um but one thing I did want to touch on, I know it's been I'm a, dancing again, Baz. We got some people in the room. Uh-oh. 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 Our guest, uh, Walker Miller, will join the program today. Just came in the room. We'll get to him in a couple of minutes. And then we got a funny-looking guy over in the back, too, that's behind him. Yeah, he hasn't had a haircut since before Christmas, and you can tell. So I'm not going to say who it is, just – when you see him in our game, you'll know because he still probably won't have a haircut. <laughs> so y'all will figure it out in a few minutes. I wish we had had him on video so y'all could see how how his hair looks today. I can do. I can get. I can get that up for you if you want. Okay. <laughs> um, the one thing I know that people have uh, have asked about, and I'll, I'll let you take this one, but it, excited that this Friday we play St. Peter's, we will have Coach Reed. Back on the bench, uh, with us, which, is, which is great for everybody involved. You know what? We're we're so excited that that Jr. is back because we've really missed him coming into our practices with his Coke can, and you know he drinks a lot of sodas and he eats candy instead of meals. Um, so I know the kids were happy to see him because now 
he starts making jokes on the baseline and he keeps practice light. And then Coach Rice has to get mad and tell him, JR, everything's not funny, JR. And then the kids laugh that I got on him. And then sometimes he gets mad when I get on him. So then he goes over to the side and folds his arms. But we are extremely happy to have JR back. Uh, he brings so much to our program. He's one of my dearest friends. Um, I'm glad he's with me. Uh, he, he had to deal with a hernia that he had for a long time and then just had some complications with it. And, and it took some time for him to get back to a hundred percent. Um, and he lost some weight while he was out. So he, he wanted to get all the way back feeling good and, and get his weight back up. And he's been in practice. Uh, he's been shooting in the mornings with me and Walker and uh, just he has great energy and, and our guys love when he's around and we really missed him. You know, every day when when I'm doing this, I have my guys with me. And when one of them isn't with me, I'm, I'm not whole. And, you know, especially when it's such a close friend that means so much to you away from basketball. You just want him to be healthy. And I, I know his mom and sister were worried and they did a tremendous job of when he got out of the hospital down in Virginia, just taking care of on taking care of him and helping him get back to, to full strength. So the Hawks are just about back at full strength. I know our staff is, so we're we're uh it's a good time to be a Hawk. Well, I think those same jokes he makes at practice, he makes during games on the bench too. And the fans probably heard those too, <laughs> because that voice that he has just kinda <laughs> comes out across the microphones and and then everybody calls me and talks about it. What I was what was so interesting about last year, uh, there was no fans in the building to drown it out, so you could hear everything Jay was saying on the bench. Uh, we will take a quick break here and uh, roll into our interviews today. We have Walker Miller, and we have unnamed guests with a bad haircut like Coach Bad mentioned. haircuts, bad haircuts, go. We'll be right back on the King and Badger Podcast. He's a warrior. He can do anything. Say he's a vulture. Back here on the King and Badger podcast with two guests of this week's episode. We're joined by Walker Miller. We're also joined by Shavar Reynolds. Shavar Reynolds! Two grad transfers in our program. We're so excited to have them aboard here. Uh, I think we're going to have some fun with this one, Coach. Just a little bit because there's two guys here. And Walker has a brand new haircut. So I'm not sure who doesn't have a good haircut, but Shavar's here too. So we got Walker and Shavar. You figure out who doesn't have a good haircut. Because Coach Rice got his cut the other day. So mine's good. Badge is good. And y'all figure out the rest. All I'm going to say is that our coach went to get a haircut and didn't let nobody know. That's all I'm going to say. And he's been in Long Branch for about a decade now. He don't want to... Players just get here, don't know where to go. He ain't trying to tell us the barber shop. He ain't want to tell us his uh, his barber's name. Nothing. Yeah, he's supposed to be your man. He's supposed yeah. to be your coach. Uh-huh. He's supposed to show you how to live the way you know yeah. you're supposed to live. It's uh-huh. crazy. Yeah, family atmosphere. Hmm. I will tell them where I get my hair cut, but when I tell them how much it costs, they're not going to want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say the name because he'll get mad at me and won't fit me in anymore. <laughs> It's a very important uh, person you got to have on on call there. Um, awesome to have you guys on. Excited. Um, coming to Monmouth, you guys both in your first year or only year here, grad transfers. Uh, I don't. Either one of you can lead this off, but 
why Mammoth? And I know you guys have talked at length about this in various interviews, but we can kind of get into it here. And I have, obviously the program coach Rice has a lot to do with it, but but why Mammoth and why was ultimately this your decision when you decided I'm going to play at Mammoth? Uh, for me personally, I think the relationship with Coach Rice was a big thing. Um, you know that that relationship that he had with my family, the relationship I had with him. You know, I met him when I was at Carolina. You know, briefly, not I didn't know him well, but then talking to him throughout the you know the decision making process was a big part of why I decided to come here. Um, I think for me, I think it was that relationship, that level of trust. Um, the honesty that he had with me in the uh, process of being recruited as, as a graduate student. And then the last part of it was I really thought we had a great opportunity to do something special here. And I think we've shown it a little bit at times this year. You know, obviously we have a really good record, 10-3, and three, that we're all pretty proud of. And it's something that I thought we could do, looking at the roster, looking at who we had and, you know, just the guys on this team that, uh, you know, I, I knew were really talented and had us – Gave us a great opportunity to win some games. Uh, for me, it's, it's literally the way the way he acts on here. Is yeah. you gotta love him. Like you have to. Is he's he's a. Uh, I think he's adapted and he's evolved to like this generation of kids in the mm. way that we need to be coached because you know back then a lot of coaches there they stay in that same strict. No, it's this is what I is. No, he he allows you to get freedom, but long as you stay within what he wants and. And the freedoms he gives you, he lets you play. And that I think that was the biggest first thing like when uh, he used to FaceTime us and recruit us. You just like you just like it's like talking to like a big brother or something, or like a cool, a cool old head. So like like it's just just it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, cool old head right there. Oh, nah, 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 nah. Oh, yeah. more than old. Cool <laughs> more than old. But like, yeah, that was that was the biggest thing, honestly. It's he was. It was just genuine. You don't find that in college basketball. Mm-hmm. As you get into, it, especially being older now, you don't. You don't find genuine people. So that was all I needed, personally. All right, we heard from these guys, Coach. Transfer portal has blown up the last couple of years. There's hundreds of names in in the portal. Why Walker Miller? Why Shavar Reynolds? Well, Gary is is, and I called you Gary. I can't even believe it. Badger, Badger, and King Show. My bad, Gary. My bad. Well. Uh, everybody goes into the portal and coaches are going crazy and everybody really, that's how they recruit now. And I'm still old school guy that wants to do high school kids first. Um, But with these two, actually I called Walker's brother Wes because we talk a lot. So I was just calling him to give him a hard time and they were having brunch, I think. And he was like, yeah, we're trying to figure out where my brother's going. And I was like, what? Wes, I need a big man. What are you talking about? You're figuring out where he's going. I'm like, he's coming with me. So then Wes showed me Walker on FaceTime, and then he showed me his dad, and his dad was in the background going, I'm with you, King. So I'm like, oh, maybe maybe we'll have a chance. And just knowing Walker from North Carolina, you know, I'm a Carolina guy. So anybody who comes through there you that comes after you, you're kind of their big brother. And you always want what's best for him, and you pull for him. And I was a fan of his just because he was a kid on the Carolina team. And then when I knew he was going to transfer somewhere, well, I wanted him with me just because who he was as a guy, because I knew his family, because of the relationship with his brother. And I thought I wanted – I would have liked to recruit him out of of high school – 
didn't know a lot about him, but I saw him work out with his brother's team before he went to college. And I was like, man, your brother's gotten pretty good, man. Maybe you should have him on your team. And Wes was like, King, I think that would be too hard for him, you know, and and then Walk ended up going to to Carolina. But he could have gone to Dartmouth. He could have gone to uh, Bucknell. He had a lot of schools that were this level that he could have gone to. And you can't fault a young man for choosing North Carolina to experience what he did. And I think by going there, getting coached by a Hall of Famer, he's a better player now. He just didn't get a lot of chances on the court. And I've never heard a kid understand it the way Walker understood why he didn't get to play. So I just thought he was the perfect person for us. Um, and I thought he could be a dominant guy. Like I told him, I walk, I don't want you to come up here and just pass the ball and be on the team. I, I want you to come up here and show everybody all the things that you can do. And I thought he could do a lot. But then I started getting on the court with him, and he can do way more than I even thought, and he can do more than what everybody's seen so far. Okay, so it's it's a work in progress, and this is just his start. He's going to get to play after this, and he'll have a long, long career playing basketball if that's what he chooses to do. He's also a great student. Um, He's lifted that up on our campus, too, being in graduate school. Student athlete of the month. Athlete of the month. Student athlete of the month, month, month. Yeah. No big deal, everybody. You know, I just, you know, I'm just a very multiverse young man. You know, I, I take the classroom real seriously. The curriculum, I really just dive in. <laughs> I thought I thought he asked me a question. <laughs> but man, that's what we talking about, Walt. I, no, I but, gave you 15 minutes. I know. That's because right, I had good things to say about you, dog. But that just Walker being here has made our program better and how he carries himself off the floor. He's, he's right in there with the guys and, and friends like a big brother for our young guys. And then Shavar, you know, and, and I just, you all know, I tell the truth. I messed up that we didn't try to recruit Shavar out of high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, yeah. we messed that up. Okay. And that, that's on me because we should have tried to recruit him. Now, he probably would have said no, but we should have recruited him. All right, that was bad on our part, Um, and it's me. That's not the staff. That's my bad. I'm supposed to know kids that are this close to us, and I didn't know that one. I knew, but I didn't know. And then he went up to Seton Hall, and um, what he did there to walk on at Seton Hall and to, one, earn a scholarship is big, big time. Because a lot of times when you you come as a walk-on guy, you could outplay guys and maybe you still don't get a scholarship. So I give the Seton Hall coaching staff and people up there some credit that they they saw what they had and they gave him a scholarship. I give Shavar's family and him, his mom, sister, everybody, the kid that he is. Because he should have been a scholarship guy right from the beginning and it didn't go his way. A lot of kids hang their heads. A lot of kids get mad. A lot of kids take a different path. Not this kid. He went to Seton Hall and made himself a guy. Okay, so with him, when I saw his name in the portal, I called him. I didn't I didn't ask anybody else. I don't need to hear anything. I already blew it, not recruiting him out of high school. I'm calling this kid once I saw. And then we get on the phone, and the things he's saying to me, I thought he was clowning me. Okay, because I was like, there's no way this is how this kid is. 
Okay, he's saying things like, Coach, I've watched your team so many times, and if you have a big guy, I think y'all win the league. Coach, you know, I see George as six, seven assists just because what he can do. And a lot of people don't know he's cousins with Malik. So that was still on the table too, and he would have helped Malik be a much better player. Um, but then we just – we just, I call him pretty much every day in FaceTime. And every time it, it was just amazing how mature he was – and after about the third time, I'm like, wow, this kid is really like this. He's not messing with me. He's truly like this. And then you talk to Dwayne Woodward up at, at Seton Hall and you do a little bit of checking on the inside. And they're like, King, that's just who he is. Shavar will be in your weight room, get the workout done before everybody even comes. He's going to be early to practice. He'll stay late and he just keeps working. And then he's another one that is a great student. So he walked on, he's all biggies in the classroom. He hit game winners multiple, multiple times. And he probably was one of the better defenders in the Big East, not just at Seton Hall, but in the whole Big East. So when you have a chance to add someone like that, that's a local guy on top of it, and he's a grown up now. Now it's, I'm the lucky one that gets to be on their journey. I get to be on their journey right now and play a small part and try to help them add some things before they get to play in the pros, okay? Because both of these guys will get to play after college. But I want our fans to get to know them as guys because they are top-shelf guys. Um, like, I might not be as lucky to have two guys like this at the same time ever again, no matter how long I do this. With the maturity... They live together, they're friends, they have the other guys on the team coming to their house to teach them the plays, to teach them how to be a college, a real college guy. So I just, I take my hat off to them, I clap, I'm dancing, because uh, uh, I got Walker Miller and Shavar Reynolds with me. Now I'm not dancing anymore, I'm going to let Badge do the dancing for a second. I'll jump in on the dancing, no I'm just kidding. Um, Coach just mentioned that you guys live together. Mm. Interesting to me, your relationship. You didn't know each other. You were at North Carolina. You were at Seton Hall for four years. You come here in the summer. How did your relationship start? How did you end up living together? And how you know? Take me through that, I guess, process and how we've come to this point in January where you guys are are here together now. I still don't like them, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just, I knew what, what I was going to say. That. I knew it. He beat I just, me to it. Yeah, I just, we just needed some rent money. <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, Coach, when uh, when I started hearing that Walk was probably going to come here, I think, uh, and then he committed. I reached out to him, and I was like, uh, "You you trying to get us? You trying to get a spot? Because you know, I I think ahead. I'm a I'm a big Kobe fan. I'm a I plot. So I was like, me and him got to get close because we're the we're probably going to be the 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 snake the head of the snake right here so I'm like yeah I got to get close with him either way if, either my biggest thing was I didn't know what his personality was like but I was just like it's whatever though we're gonna be we're gonna have to be best as friends this year either way so I I definitely copied this thing mentality just huh, let's go Jesus. we're going to definitely get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh I called Walk I was like Walk you trying to live with us uh and he was actually the, the Walker Brian Miller, you know. Yeah, why not? Oh, Brian. You're Brian. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's just do it. Yeah. Hit him with the middle name. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So we get it going. Walks consistent and everything. And then get to campus, playing with Walk now. We're gelling. We were just on the same page the whole time. Like, honestly, you, it was. there's no better way we could have came together. It, was, it wasn't it was forced. 
It was natural. That's that's the best way to describe it because it just flowed between us ever since the start. First day we played pickup. Yep. Ever since then, it just flowed. We we all been on the same page, and I think it stemmed from the walk on. I think it really stemmed from the both being walk on. So we we understood that. We will never, ever take anything for granted. We'll never think we're better than anybody. We will never stop working. We No, we're always going to keep trying to get a leg up because we already know that if we stop or we try to do anything, people already try to stop us when we were better than people. So imagine now when we have the opportunity to show it, yeah, we're not going to know. We're not giving them any chance to try to deny us because our whole life we've been denied. So I think that honestly connected us so much more because we knew that, Nah, there's nothing. No, we're not settling. We're not letting anybody take anything from us. We're going to get everything we can. Yeah, uh, I I think we did have a lot in common. I mean, other than being, you know, two completely different people on the surface. I mean, what Shavar just hit on is where kind of our relationship grew from. We've had a lot of conversations about, you know, our time as, you know, being the walk-on guy, Oof. being the... <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Some of those days pretty dark. Yeah, you write but, a book on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it all stemmed from that. And, you know, me and him have a lot of similarities. Like every night we we compete in something. Mm-hmm. We just love competing. Like we got we got games on like the Nintendo Switch. Like we play like board games on the all Switch and, or we play like a board game. We play cards. Whatever we're doing, we just love we love the competition. We love just, you know, having fun being with each other and doing that kind of thing. So from that aspect, it's been awesome. Other than Shavar thinking that he's great at everything and he's Kobe mm. Bryant rein, 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 uh, personified, but you know, other than other than that, Shavar's yeah, yeah. awesome. But you know, yeah. other than telling us that he's great every two seconds, he he he's a good dude. Let me just let y'all know something. I'm I'm only good at a couple things. I'm great at a lot. <laughs> I'm only good at a couple things. I'm great at a lot. Can you guys do you guys have a lot of similarities and but can you talk about your diets? Can you talk about how you eat at home as as 23 or how how old are you? Actually, how old are you, dudes? Because y'all seem old as me the way y'all are sometimes. I'm like, man, these dudes, these young dudes are old. But uh, can can we talk about our diets? Because I heard something about soy milk. And, and stuff like that and I was like I know the guy with the bad haircut isn't drinking soy milk nah. so can somebody cover that for me please no nah, I have I've I've grown into this this belief that that the worst things on the planet are breads fried foods and refined sugars so I don't touch them you know I I believe in living your best life putting your best foot forward and being the greatest you can every day. Unlike VAR, I, I don't admit I'm great at everything because, you know, some things I'm not great at. So I'm going to try to get to the level of being great at everything. So I stay away from those things like breads, fried foods, refined sugars that are the devil's work. And I believe in God. So, so, I, so I ain't touching them. All I'm going to say is that God made French fries too. <laughs> God made French fries and he made the salt in the little bases and he put on top with the ketchup. That's all I'm gonna say. I know Walk be missing. I put a, I put a, I put fries. I put a cookie in front of his face yesterday. I know he was tempted. Who can deny a cookie? Tell me who can deny a cookie. Man that believe in Jesus have strong faith. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. I'm gonna eat a cookie, everybody. I'm gonna eat a couple of them first. I might I might take his cookie before he knows it comes back in the locker room. <laughs> But uh, walk, walk, uh, walk. He eats Brussels sprouts. He eats 
Damn right. He eats uh he fries the Brussels sprouts in the uh in the oven. I never seen that. That's the one thing I never seen. He throws Brussels sprouts. He has a bowl as big as a basketball. True story. <laughs> he has four bowls in the house. They're big as basketballs, and he fills it up with lettuce. Mm-hmm. And he eats the whole bowl, and then he continues to eat some nuts after. <laughs> He'll eat some raisins after. He doesn't stop eating, so he's never full. So just so you know, if you want to live God's word, you're going to be hungry all day. <laughs> You can't, never ain't no chips. Yeah, I'm ain't about no to chips. work. I keep working. <laughs> yeah. I'm never hungry. <laughs> ain't no late night chips. Ain't no late night juice. You better get yourself a, a filter water and refill your bottle all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> but nah, my diet, my diet. Walk definitely in terms of health. He got me. Because I had my little days. I throw a chicken patty, pizza rolls in there. Got to get them up. But most of the time, I'm getting some chicken, steak. Uh, might throw some ribs with some rice, potatoes. Yeah. I got them a lot. If we was gonna rank it, I think Walk got about about he his diet probably eight seven. About eight. About eight. About eight. At eight seven? Eight seven. You're eight point eight? seven. Eight. Facts. What? Facts. <laughs> Facts. He's great at everything. Walk, I, 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 yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry, coach. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, good at very and, little, great at a lot. Now y'all know why we win in all these games. <laughs> <laughs> Shavar, did you have a chance to welcome? Uh, I know Walker lived in North Carolina for uh, most of his life, different parts of North Carolina. But have you been able to welcome him properly to New Jersey? Yeah, Var is a Jersey guy. You no. know, he no. this is his state, so I'm, I'm glad he's 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 welcomed me with open arms into his state, the state that he's from, the state that he claims. Go ahead, Var. Uh, I. It's not for everybody. It's, I go, it's, yeah. <laughs> not, I, I will say, say the, cold, the cold out today is not for me. Yeah. It, it, I opened the door today. I said, oh, I wish I was back in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, me too. Yeah, I'm a Jersey guy. Yeah. I'll give a little bit. I'm in, I'm, let, let me let y'all know this. I'm international. I've been, oh, I'm an international man of mystery. Here you go. If I'm not, they don't call me Austin Powers. You know what I'm saying? They made a new movie called The VAR. That's all I'm going to say. But... But uh, <laughs> yeah, but, guys, uh, it's real fun to live with Var. <laughs> but uh, I got I, I put I brought walking around a little bit. I brought him to a a sure a sure football game. It was Mondon versus Rumson. Wasn't the best showing, but it was solid. It was solid. But uh, walk you know walk simple. He's a big stoop. He just want to sit on the couch, watch basketball, just do what he does. I mean, you not man. you know you got a your jersey. Want to go to the beach? He ain't, he's not a beach guy. He's seven foot. What seven footer have you seen at the boardwalk? Let me know. What seven? I've been living in Jersey about seven years. I've never seen a footer at the boardwalk. <laughs> you can't go to bars. You everybody looking at you. What do you, what do you want him to do? So he's a, he's a homebody. So he does his best though. Oh, how did I not ask? Do we have a special lady in our lives? Yeah, I do. Oh. I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I celebrate my queen. Oh, uh, okay. I got my queen. Okay, tell him, bar. Yeah, I'm I got my married. queen. Yeah, I'm happily married. Happily. <laughs> happily. You hear that? I'm happily married. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't know why. Nope, I'm good. There's nothing. Yep, you are the apple in my eye. You are the, the mm. beat to my heart. Oh. Don't make me start getting my bag now. You know you're nah, going to do that. Don't get me in trouble with my wife, <laughs> man. You're going too far, man. I was, I was like, I'm joking. I had to make sure yeah, I was on, good. Man. I had to make sure I'm good. I'm good. Hey, but there's, there's other people on the mic. No, there ain't. Oh, well, yeah. Well, don't what's up, You got well, nothing to worry about, man. Nah. Are you good over there, Walt? Yeah, well? I'm good. I'm a homebody. Tell him, boy. 
Cause I heard mm. that that some people was inquiring about Walker Miller, uh-huh. and she's a hooper around here. Oh wow, she's a hooper. Yep, I'm putting it oh. out there. She knows who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. All right, we gotta keep that under the wraps, everybody. Uh, they they might Just not live together <laughs> much longer. Um, <laughs> but okay, now I know that walk. I mean, Shavar's married and happy. He's happy. He yep. tells me happy. that all the time. Happy. I already knew that. Just. I, I, I sent him that softball so he could hit a grand slam. <laughs> and then Walk, I was kind of trying to make a joke, but then I hear that uh, that Walk's a popular guy. Everybody trying hey. to find out about Walker Miller. must got some other Walker Miller. Walk yeah. <laughs> some other handsome seven-footer walking around here. 6'11". He'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what evening is like in your house after all this. Oh, no, we about to go compete right now. Yeah, We about to go play something. Being here with the other guys, um, obviously George, Marcus, fifth-year seniors, mm-hmm. what's the transition been like to kind of acclimate yourselves to this team and the success we've had as far as you got two fifth-year seniors, you got two other seniors, and then a bunch of younger guys? I guess just take our fans and everybody through what it's been like for these last four or five months. Yeah, we got a really fun dynamic on our team, man. Um, it's a little different than any team I've been on in the past um, with – you know, we have, I think it's seven or eight guys that are 22 or older, and then the rest of the team's like 20 and under. So we have really none of that middle ground. We don't really have that many juniors. I think Teo is technically a junior, but he could be classified as a sophomore um, with eligibility and stuff. So uh, we really don't have juniors. And, you know, it's made for an interesting thing where it's like, you know, the older guys, you know, we've we've all seen it all before. We're a little, you know, a little more grizzled, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the younger guys are just funny. They got a lot of energy. They be running around and, you know, they're all hype all the time. And it's just it's a fun dynamic with our team. And we have a lot of talent and it's been fun in practice every day to be competing with the guys that we have on this team and. As for the Mark and George and, you know, the other older guys, because you brought up Mark and George, but it's – I think we've meshed really well with, you know, our lineups and especially the four super seniors just because we all fit together so well in what we like to do and how we like to play. Uh, yeah, Green will walk on that uh, in terms of the energy. The energy has been – from even from the beginning, it's been great. Like, uh, these guys wanted it. I think – me and Walt coming in, we showed them a, a a a higher level of how to win and how to how to get to where you want to get to. Because a lot of these guys have the talent to get to the next level and actually be a professional, but I didn't think they knew how to go about it. Because uh, that's the one thing it's hard to it's hard to really know. Honestly, he's been in North Carolina. He's seen numerous pros come back, and he's been with pros. Cameron Johnson being one of them who's with the Suns right now, he's been, he was a lottery pick. So he's seen what it takes to be a pro. Uh, I've seen Hall. I've seen Sandro. I've seen Angel. I've seen Miles. So I think just <clears throat> bringing that, bringing that element to these guys really helped lift them up as well. And also I think me and Walt came in with the energy of that. We don't want this to be about us. We, we want everybody here to win. We're trying to, mm-hmm. we're trying to get mamas to the NCAA tournament. We're yeah. not trying to get ourselves there. Absolutely. Yeah. We want you guys to, we want you guys to get to do better than us. Honestly, Cause what is I think that's what life's about. You're not supposed to just win by yourself. That's boring anyway. No, it's a team game, man. Yeah, we want everybody to win. Well, I think we're off to a pretty good start. Ten and three, um, as far as winning goes. Mm-hmm. Walk, I do want to touch with you a little bit. I know we talked about it at length, but 
Uh, you did an interview last week for me um, with a paper down in North Carolina. You talked about it a little bit where you saw Wes at Christmas and you were able to talk about that Cincinnati <laughs> game. <laughs> Hey, Wes, I didn't do this yeah. part. I didn't do this part, Wes. I wasn't even going to say your name on here. They set me up, Wes. Get him. <laughs> Maybe just take us through that and, and, and that game and, and what that was like for you and, and your family. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool experience, I think, for our family. Um, you know, Wes has worked extremely hard, and I've worked hard to get to where we're at in our lives right now. And I think that for me being 15 years younger than Wes and watching him play and me growing up and watching him at Carolina and doing all that, and for me to play college basketball has been really cool. Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of the success that Wes did at Carolina as personally as a player. You know, I was on some very good teams still, but, you know, he won a national championship. I didn't quite – We none of our teams quite got there. You know, he was – Got some more time as a player, but, you know, it was really cool to follow in his footsteps in that sense. And then on top of that, to play against him, see him on that sideline, it was a little weird for the first couple minutes of the game. But everybody in my family told me I kept looking over at the bench whenever I'd make a play. I'd, I'd stare him down or something. I was like, I didn't even know I did that, but I might have done it subconsciously. But <laughs> That's why Wes still isn't talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, Wes, that's like my man. And now Walk was ice grilling him. I didn't even know that. Well, Shavar barked that's at him, why, I think, that's after why he did that. <laughs> the first time. No, 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 no. That was Walk. I, Walk told me to. Walk told me to. He said, we're at him this game. I said, all right, guys. <laughs> no, but – for real, that was a really cool thing. And then my family had some fun with it over Thanksgiving. I don't think I even talked the most. I think my sister Lauren Lauren took the took the mantle for that for me and talked the most trash. But but it was a really cool game. So, you know, I was lucky to be able to play against him. And, you know, now I got that for the rest of my life. And, you know, hopefully he can get back to a point where he can talk to King again without thinking about, you know, us and taking a loss. So <laughs> That was all Walker. That was not Coach Rice. That was all Walker. Um, you guys come here and, and you're both graduates, North Carolina, Seton Hall. Mm. Obviously, the plan is to play basketball as long as you can, and you guys are putting together great senior seasons, fifth-year seasons, um, to help yourself in that. Maybe take everybody through what your other goals in life, what else you would like to do following your basketball career, whenever that may end, um, You know what your majors were and kind of what your interests are and what you think you would like to do in the future. That would be great. All right. Um, well, I just talked for a while, so I was going to let Shafar speak, but Hello. nah. Be the guy you are. That greatness. <laughs> but anyway, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, what you said. I mean, I'm trying to play basketball as long as I can. Um, we'll see how long that leads or whatever. But um, no. I've always, I've always, uh, I've always got the questions and about in school, like, what's your favorite subject? You know what. What, what class did you take in college that you really loved? And I'm always sitting there like, ah, I don't really know, you know. And, uh, so my goal is to stay in basketball. Um, in undergrad, I did sport administration, and I minored in business at Carolina. Um, and that was a good experience. You know, their business school is big time. And having going through some of those classes, we were challenging and, you know, a little rigorous. But, you know, I learned a lot. And then – here I'm doing a one-year program in the communications master's program. Um, it's a grad certificate in public service communication, and that's been going well. Um, I've enjoyed the classes in that. And then from there, I'm you know I'm just gonna try to tr stay in basketball. Um, you know, coaching 
coaching would, you know, it might not be, I I look more maybe to the business side of basketball, uh, maybe like front office stuff in the NBA would be the ultimate goal, you know, cause I've seen you, who you have to be to be a coach, you know, coach Rice is crazy. Wes is crazy. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can muster up enough. Can't cra- muster up I, I can't muster up. Yeah. It. I can't muster up enough crazy to be a great, great, uh, college basketball coach. So, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to stick to the business side and see what, how far I can go with that. But, um, you know, basketball is good. I think it's going to be a big part of the rest of my life. Uh, don't let Walk short himself. He can he can play a very long professional career. Just so you guys know, he just tries to sell himself short, and I hate it when he does it. I I literally hate it when he does that. It boiled it boiled me over here, but we'll just get back to myself. But uh, for well, me, he does best talking about himself. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have self love. But uh, for me, I just uh. Definitely, definitely make it to the NBA. Hundred percent, got to. There's no other option. But then from there, I'm trying to. I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to branch off from there. I think that's a great platform from there to keep going. I, uh, right now, I'm in the master school for for addiction studies. This that's the counseling group for therapy. Therapy. Uh, I've learned a lot in that class. Uh, I've I enjoyed it. I would. I think I want to do it on a broader scale. Not even a broader scale. I would like go into like the the TED Talk or life coach more. More of a group of people and talking that way, but uh, I'm just trying to, <clears throat> honestly, trying to help help people see that the way we live life is it's not correct in my opinion. I think we don't live we don't live to uplift and help each other. Obviously, there's going to be the bad and good. That's just the balance of life. But I feel like we we more negative than anything right now. So I think personally, I've taken a mission on to try to help change that in some even the smallest way if I can. So. Biggest thing I want to do now, personally, I have to be able to get the platform. So that comes with basketball, and also I love it as well. So I think right now, step one is to get that, get that to get that platform. So I have the resources to be able to start that trend. So as of right now, that's my biggest thing. That's my main focus, one step at a time. And then from there, hopefully, you guys continue to see me go and go because I got a lot. Of, I got a lot on the on the table. So, well, hopefully, watching you play basketball for a long time, um, I think that's everybody's goal here. But Guys, awesome to have you on. Uh, we had a great time. Our coach is going to jump in uh, probably to close this out here, but great to have you guys in the program. It's been refreshing. I know our fans have loved watching you and looking forward to the next couple months. And everybody, how did I get so lucky? All right? that That's what you got to ask yourself because I have these two young men, and we have a lot of great guys come through the program, and we talk about them a lot. And I wish I had these guys longer. Um, you're just getting a little glimpse of who they are. You know, I call them grown men. Uh, they're super seniors. This would be their their rookie year, um, and they're helping me. And the, the guys that they are, the people that they are, they make me want to be better every day, okay? I, I'm going to show up and be better because these guys are here. And, yes, I am crazy, and they've seen it. Um, they help me with my crazy. All right, they they calm me down. They tell me it's gonna be okay, um, and then them just being here has made our program better. And Mammoth, please come and watch these guys. Get to know them because they're special young men, and they and Shavar can change the world. And Walker will get to do that basketball stuff because that's who they are. They go after stuff and they accomplish it. And like I said, I am so lucky that both of these young men chose here and then jumped into our team and didn't make it be a problem, okay?
Okay. They came in and they were accepted. They accepted everybody and they started right away working with the younger guys. And to this day, they still have guys come over to their house. They don't know. I know all this stuff, but other guys on the team come to their house to learn the place because these guys watch more film than our staff. Um, they have great ideas on the court, off the court. And like I said, I'm the lucky one that gets to be around them and I'm not going to let them down. So I'm going to make sure my part is tight. So hopefully we can do this thing together and get the Hawks to, to the NCAA tournament. Make some history. Mm. Be great at it. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm going to start being be great, great every right? day. Uh-huh. See, he already impacted uh-huh. me be today. Great. Be great today. <laughs> Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins Reynolds, look at you over there. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with it, Scones. We need that jack. We need that jack. We'll be right back. We'll wrap things up. Appreciate Shavar and Walker coming by. You're on the King and Badger podcast. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. Unbelievable time catching up with Shavar Reynolds and Walker Miller. Coach, unbelievable. Those guys live together. I can't imagine what it's like 24-7 in that apartment. No, and it, it's just so funny when because you never know and you put kids together and then these two guys just hit it off right from the beginning. Um, and, they, you know, I learned a lot today, just them both being walk-ons and they have a bond together and now what they're doing. And But you have to give their parents credit. You have to give the coaches at Seton Hall credit. Uh, you have to give Coach Williams and his staff and the people at Carolina because – you know, it takes a village to, to raise people. And that for those two kids to be the way they are and the way they see the world, and then they get put together and they're just expanding it. it it's just, it's cool to see. It, it makes you feel as an old head, as Shavar calls me, and that's what he calls me. What up, old head? You know, as an old head, it, it makes you feel like the world is in good hands when you have young men like that on your team because – those guys are going to continue to do great things and great work in this world. So, like I said, I'm, I'm the lucky one that gets to be on their journey. Yeah, refreshing to be around two kids that just have so much energy and, and love for the game of basketball. Really awesome to have those guys around. It's It's been great. I get nothing negative to say about either one of them. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Did have a, a question come in, Coach, for you. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of, of off-the-court music. I think I know my, maybe where you're going with this, but what is your favorite pump-up song before a game, and, and what kind of tunes do you listen to off the court? Well, when I was a younger cat and I played, okay, when I was at Carolina, I would only listen to, to pump up for games, I would listen to Public Enemy. All right, Chuck D would get busy, and I would have it on about a 1,000 See, and you guys are so young, y'all probably didn't have Walkmans. I had a Walkman. No, you didn't, I did. Badge. I did. Scones might have. I, I don't know, I Badge. I'm not that, that young. You I'm not that been. young. You're, your parents <laughs> bought you a Walkman at seven, Badge. <laughs> you're a spoiled kid. Then. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, but I had a Walkman, and uh, I used to listen to Public Enemy a lot. Um, right now, if you ask me to, to get put a jam on, or if you pulled up on my, my car and... You saw me just going at it, or you see me walking through the the Mac. If you see me walking through where they're, the kids train, where they work out, and they put this song on, 
you're going to see me dancing a whole different dance, all right? People don't know, but when I was a little guy, I was the best air guitar playing dude ever. And I had three older brothers, and they used to rock the ACDC. So I'll rock the back, black, back in black. Oh, don't play with me now. Don't play with me. But then I'll come back with some Foreigner, all right, because of my brother Pat, and then some Elton John and Billy Joel. That's my brother Pat. My brother Donald was ACDC. Um, but you guys know that my jam of all jams is Freebird, Leonard Skinner. And anybody, talk to your other people about it, because if you got a problem with that, then we won't be friends. Because <laughs> our jam to Leonard Skinner is 13 minutes long, and I know the whole thing, and I will jam and for the whole 13 minutes. Badging them seen me in my car jamming to it before. They didn't realize <laughs> it was me. But that is my all-time, all right? Free bird. I will start singing. People walk past and be like, Coach, what are you doing? And I'm like, man, this is my jam. You got to love that. You gotta this love is it. my jam. So that's what I'll rock to right now. Um, I let the kids play music sometimes at the beginning of, of practice and I don't like their music, <laughs> okay? I, I'm like, man, I can't understand. And that's why I got to be okay with them calling me old. Not old head, because that's kind of cool. They just be like, man, you don't got old, coach. And I'll be like, I'm going to stay old so I don't have to listen to that music that y'all listen to. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the question. But, yeah, I, 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 I listen to all kinds of music. But uh, Leonard Skinner is one of my jam. I mean, Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. We went to the show, me and Sam Dorsett, uh, the football coach, when Leonard Skinner played out at the out on, off the highway out here at, at PNC. PNC. Yep. We were at that show, incredible show. We stood out a little bit, but it was an incredible show. Uh, got a little nervous a couple times, you know. That that was a lot of political stuff going on at that time, but the show was incredible. And Sammy D likes them too. He his song is different that he jams too. But you got two. We got the basketball coach and one of the football coaches jamming the free bird when y'all ain't watching. I can't imagine what that show was was like just with you and Sam knowing his personality, your personality. I'm sure, it was a great a great time. Oh, we had a blast, and it was a little bit of rain. But like I said, we stood out a little bit, and uh, you know. But people treated us great. It, it was really a cool show, and you know, it brought me back from when I was little. And my brothers used to jam out to that, and I I thought that they were the coolest big brothers in the world. And you know, that song has been with me for a long time. And then I got older and in college and listened to the words more, and not just that they jammed out for that long. And it's like, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, with that, Coach, I think time to wrap up our third episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to have to fit it in between a whole lot of basketball games. But we will we will try to do that. Um, I'll probably call timeout so we can fit it in next week. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'll probably do. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll call timeout on one of my days so we can... We could uh, fit in another podcast. Back at it this weekend against St. Peter's. We're up at St. Peter's and Maris this weekend, and we will hit you with another podcast next week. Remind everybody to subscribe, like, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you joining us here on episode three of the King of Podcast. I done been rented up, been with the stats. I done been leveled up, been had a set. Like I been here before, spin true facts. I done been there before, and I ain't going back. 
I done been up before playing with them sprouts. Ain't nothing to get you touched, nothing to get you wet. They put my dickers in the dirt and they ain't coming back. I got a hundred on me nine, and I ain't talking racks. I done been in the field playing with that steel. Bounce out with that glizzy and make your brain spill. Get your back.